Hello, hello! Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, it is me, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. We are uh, going to take a look at the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Of course, I'm joined, as always, by the one, the only... Yes. Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. <laughs> Together, we do a little show every day called Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. That's because we're both named Scott. Get it? There you go. And of course, we are tackling the bowl season. We are 12 games in to uh, the bowl season, Scott. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at bowl number 13. And this, of course, is, like I said, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Scott, do you know what Gasparilla is? Uh, Gasparilla is a city in Florida. Uh, yes, but do you know what it's named after? Uh, Mr. Gasparilla? It's it's it. He was a pirate. He was the last of the buccaneers <laughs> in Tampa Bay, Scott. So it was a guy. Okay, it was they Mr. Gasparilla. They have there you go. They have the gis, right. They have the Gasparilla Festival every year in Tampa, which I'm guessing is just another excuse for old Floridians to get naked. If you've uh, ever seen Fantasy Fest or drink, anything, but I feel like they're related. Oh yes, they are absolutely 100 percent related. So this is a couple of a couple of Florida boys going at it here, Scott. University of Central Florida is taking on the Florida Gators. Gators, chomp, chomp, seven-point favorites in this one. 55 and a half is your total. Scott, these are two teams that uh, have accused each other of ducking each other for quite some time. They've squared off a couple times here in the last uh, 25 years or so. Florida's been dominant. We're going to have the same thing in this one. I feel like it's a spot where we have to have a brief conversation about motivation because... UCF had, had had a pretty interesting season where it was supposed to compete for a potential conference title. Then, of course, Gabriel got injured. Those That ship went out the window, or that ship sailed, and now they kind of had to piece together a new game plan, finished 8-4 and four anyway, which is respectable when you lose your star quarterback in basically the second game of the season. So props to them for, for their performance there in Malzahn's first season. Florida completely fell apart, fired the coach, uh, they really, I don't know what they're playing for in this one. Do you? No, no, I, I honestly don't, Scott. This is a team that's just won two of their last six. They have not covered, have not covered a number since the 9th of October against the University of Vanderbilt. Um, and you mentioned it, Dan Mullen, he gone. Um, they are going to be, uh, they're, they're between, they're between coaches right now. They brought in, um, the one you bring they, the one from, from Louisiana guy. What's that? They bring in the one-two game interim guy before Napier takes over. Right, right, before uh, Napier takes over from University of Louisiana, of course. I'm with you. I wrote, that's, that's so funny you should say that. In my notes, the first word I had, motivation, question mark, exclamation point. We talk about the motivation gap a lot in these games. Who do you think this game means to more? Does it mean more to Florida? Does it mean more to Central Florida? It's kind of a rhetorical question. I think the answer is obvious. Scott, what do you think? the team that declared itself national champions about three years ago. Uh, still, still, that's a boss move right there. I don't care. I don't care what you say. But you know that UCF, of course, is going to be the team that wants to let Big Brother know, we're serious. Like, we're going to come out here, we're going to kick your ass. Now, are they going to be able to do that? I don't know. But when you bring in a bunch of recruits for one head coach, and you plan on competing for an SEC title game, and maybe a pipe dream of making the playoff, and you go six and six, you miss everything, and you're facing off against UCF, not to mention the people from Florida who already opted out once Mullen was fired, because why would you even stick around? But 
I don't really know what the what the point is for Florida. Just to go out on a high note beating a team that in a game you don't really care about. Yeah. We saw last year, even in a meaningful game, they half the players opted out against Oklahoma. So why would they stick around for this game? Yeah, uh, speaking of opt-outs, as, as, as we make this recording about 48 hours in advance, defensive lineman Zach, Zachary Carter is out. Keeping an eye on Kyer Elam. Last I heard, he had not declared either way, so it looks like he's... Over, in... under, one and a half more opt-outs I by the start say, of the game. I got to assume it's over. Over, yeah, abs- absolutely. I think it's going to be over in this one. So um, I don't... I, I, I'll t- I'm going to take the points, but this is a Florida team... And like you said, they peaked extremely early. They had a sh- nice showing against Alabama. Could have pulled off the victory there. They beat Tennessee the next week. Uh, How do you give up fifty-two to Samford? Yeah, that was that was one of the biggest uh, head scratchers of the season. No, no question about it. Is, is Samford held a lead for much of that game uh, until Florida finally realized that they were Florida and they were Samford. So, uh, as far as this one goes, Scott, I think it's going to be an ugly, ugly game. Two teams that want to run the football quite a bit. Two decent defenses. You wonder how much uh, personnel Florida is going to be without for this one. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Central Florida. I'm going to grab the seven, and I am going to play the under 55 and a half. Yep, we're in agreement there. Of course, it's a little bit intimidating to take an under when pretty much every bowl game's gone over yep. up to this point, but I really just don't see it. Florida's offense was really good during the year, and I mentioned the 70 points against Samford. But you look at all of the conference games they played pretty much before and after and excluding the Florida State game, which we'll get to in a second. But to go through these games, they scored 42 against LSU. That's solid. After that, seven against Georgia, 17 against South Carolina. Then you had the Sanford game, scored 23 in overtime, by the way, against Missouri. So you ended up scoring 16 in regulation. Not ideal. Missouri's not any good. What? And then you had Florida State in the first game with the new head coach. And you scored 24 against a Florida State team that isn't very good. So even though UCF is definitely a step down in comparison to normal SEC competition, I don't expect to see much from Florida's offense. They're going to try to run the ball. I think Central Florida tries to do the same thing. And I think you will see a motivated Central Florida team potentially pull off the upset. But seven seems too high under these circumstances. And I see this game finishing somewhere around 27-24? I think that's legit. Um, this is a Central Florida team, the defense, been doing what it was supposed to do over the last six games of the season. They got blasted by SMU, but they uh, gave up 17 or less in their other five games. And, and granted, there are there's no killers on that list. Memphis is the best team that's on that list, and they gave up seven to the Tigers. But I think this is a defense that is going to match up well with the Florida offense. I think they keep it close. Like I said, I think it's going to be a slugfest. Um, you're on the under as well here. Yeah, I have to, because both teams, of course, want to milk clock. UCF milking clock is something you're not used to saying, but this season they've kind of had to, because they had to use a backup quarterback for most of the year. But I really just see an uninspired performance by Florida. And we know about the offense early in the year when they looked really good, but Emory Jones, a good quarterback. Not really. No, you got Emory Jones and Mikey Keene. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going with the under. All right, guys, and that's going to do it for our preview of the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. Stay tuned. There's more coming, I promise. You guys take care. We'll see you uh, next time on our bowl preview, or maybe you can head over and check us out as we do our little show every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as Scott and I help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.